Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I'm very excited to welcome back to Woke AF Daily our friend Glenn Kirshner. Glenn and I pre-taped this ahead of today's court appearance by Donald Trump and Jack Smith before Judge Chunkin to discuss a gag order. And in this conversation with Glenn, we go and we talk about all of Trump's legal woes, um, but in particular between what is happening in down in Georgia this month, as well as what will be happening as you're listening to this in Washington, D.C. You know, and here's what I will say, folks, as you've been, you know, listening to the show, there are so many more important things that are happening in the world and in this country, but it is still really important to keep an eye on the person that ushered in this political hellscape that we are currently living with, where, you know, lawlessness reigns supreme. And, you know, again, while I recognize and, you know, through the conversations that I have on this show and have stated, particularly over last week, that we know that there are more important things and more important places to be putting our energy. But it is important also to keep an eye on and a foothold in what is transpiring inside of our judicial system. For right now, it continues to hold. And I'm just looking, friends, you know, at the 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 federal circuit. I'm not even going to touch what is happening at the Supreme Court and what continues to happen there in that grifting, you know, place. But how these judges move with regard to recognizing the threat and the danger to our country that Donald Trump continues to impose is going to be important because 
what they are doing is setting the stage for how we will measure things moving forward. And what we know is that Donald Trump has continued to break the rules, move the goalposts, understanding that the rules don't apply to him. And, you know, you can look no further than George Santos, right, in Congress. You can look at Bob Menendez in the Senate. You can look at these people who have broken our norms, right, and broken the law and are currently indicted. But why did these people think that they could get away with certain behaviors and certain actions? Well, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And so it's really important for us to keep an eye on what is happening and how our judiciary shakes out, because this is our last hold, you know, between this and full-fledged authoritarianism. So what happens over the next several months and the course of 2024 is going to have deep implications as to where this country ends up come, you know, a year from now, which frankly, sometimes I do wish I had a crystal ball. But then sometimes I'm really glad that I don't because a part of me doesn't want to know, but then a part of me wants to know so I can tell us all how to prepare for what is coming next. But coming up next uh, with this conversation is our friend Glenn Kirshner. Folks, it has been a while since we've had our friend, MSNBC legal analyst and the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner on Woke AF Daily to give us a primer into where we are in the legal doldrums of Donald Trump. Um, Glenn, uh, let's start out uh, with Georgia and what has transpired there, because Jim Jordan, who just, uh, well, as of this recording, has lost his bid uh, to be the new speaker uh, for the Republican Party. Um has been weaponizing his position as the chair of the House Judiciary Committee uh, in many ways. But I would love for you to give us uh, a a primer into what he's been trying to do and what Fonnie Willis has called him out on. Yeah, you know, Daniel, I think we need to go back to Jim Jordan criminally defying a congressional subpoena himself. I mean, it is mm. mind boggling to think that a member of Congress was subpoenaed to testify about incriminating information, evidence about a president of the United States trying to overturn the results of a presidential election. Instead of providing that evidence to a congressional committee and by extension to the American people, he criminally defied the subpoena, thereby hiding from all of us the evidence of Donald Trump's January 6th crimes. That is something for which he has never been made to account. I hope to hell he is someday. Um, but against that backdrop, he then tried to interfere, use, misuse his office and his power as chairman of the House Judiciary Committee to try to interfere in Alvin Bragg's prosecution up in New York. He didn't make a lot of headway there. Now he's trying to interfere in Fonnie Willis's RICO prosecution of Trump and others down in Georgia by basically demanding that she turn over all of the information and the documents and answer all kinds of questions about why she is choosing to prosecute somebody who violated the laws of the state of Georgia. He is abusing his position, his power, his authority. He, in my opinion, is very likely committing any number of crimes, including 
being an accessory after the fact to Donald Trump's crimes because he's trying to help Donald Trump avoid and evade accountability, prosecution. He's trying to cover up the evidence of Donald Trump's crimes. And it is mind boggling to me that the Department of Justice thus far has let him do it with impunity. So Fawny Willis pushed back hard, sent a letter, I think her second letter just yesterday or in recent days saying, you either don't know that the Constitution actually separates the powers of the federal government from the states and you, Mr. Fed, have no right interfering in a state court prosecution of a criminal former president of the United States or anybody else. Either you don't understand the way the Constitution works or you're just affirmatively trying to obstruct justice and try to help Trump avoid accountability. Which is it? So she's not giving an inch. And now we have to see what the next move might be. So uh, let's pretend for a moment that Jim Jordan isn't moving from a place of obstruction and malice and an accomplice after the fact. What authority and what position would he be coming from in order to demand uh, information from a uh, from the Fulton County D.A. uh, on information on a case that is in Georgia? Now, I just want folks to understand, again, these are state crimes, right, Uh, that she has indicted Donald Trump and the other 17 co-conspirators on um, are state crimes. Jim Jordan is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. So tell me how this would make sense if, in fact, Jim Jordan wasn't just trying to obstruct the law. Or is there an avenue for that to make sense? Yeah, I don't think I'm creative enough to come up with a legitimate argument as to why this makes sense. Here is the best Jim Jordan has. He can say, you know, the prosecutor's office in Georgia receives some federal funds, some federal grants, some federal money. And in our oversight capacity, we want to question Uh, uh, members or representatives of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office just to make sure that these federal funds are being spent appropriately and aren't being, you know, misallocated to bring an an inappropriate prosecution against the former federal official. As as those words come out of my mouth, I don't believe them (laughs) because it's BS, but that really is the only sort of legitimate potential hook Jim Jordan can hang his hat on demanding information from Fawny Willis. Now, because Jim Jordan has the ability to just ignore subpoenas, apparently, with and, and face no uh, uh, criminal responsibility uh, or contempt or anything like that, tell us where what position Fawny Willis finds herself in as she is putting out now her second letter uh, essentially stating that you are acting in, in the way of obstruction to my case. Um, so so what, what, what could possibly happen with her? Yeah, so if I were Fonnie Willis, I would be doing precisely what she's doing. I would be standing on the Constitution's separation, separation of powers, right? The Tenth Amendment says the, the powers enumerated to the federal government are few, They are limited. And all of the other powers are reserved for the states or the people. 
And, and I would stand on that separation of power. So here is the next play for Jordan. He can try to subpoena her. And if she refuses to comply, I don't know if he's technically issued a subpoena or they've just been sending letters back and forth at this point. And then if she refuses to apply and stands on the separation of powers as provided by the Constitution, he can then move it into court to try to have the court enforce the subpoena, which he did up in New York when Alvin Bragg told him to, you know, stick your subpoena, you know where. Um, and, the, and then there was some negotiating and Alvin Bragg ended up presenting some information to, to Jordan and to his committee. So I assume this will probably move into the courts and then we'll have to have a court decide if this is a righteous subpoena or if it's a violation of the separation of powers and the subpoena is being used nefariously by Jim Jordan to try to obstruct a state court prosecution. And what court would that go through? Would that be Georgia? Would it be Washington, D.C., where Jim Jordan supposedly is, right, as the chairman? Like, what what circuit would that be moving through if, if he chooses to make that move? It's a great question. I think technically you might be able to bring it in both D.C. and in Georgia. But if we look at New York as a guide, um, I believe uh, Jordan and the committee filed in New York because I know it was a New York state, uh, New York federal judge that took up the question of the enforceability of Jordan's subpoena when he was subpoenaing stuff from Alvin Bragg, trying to interfere in the New York prosecution. So it may very well be a Georgia federal court will take this up if it if it gets that far. I mean, but, you know, here's here's what what I have seen, at least um, outside of uh, of the canon court, is that, you know, it is clear that these judges, regardless of who they've been appointed by, are really not interested in frivolousness. Right. Like so what what even if, you know, let's let's shake the crystal ball for a minute, even if it were to go up through the courts, is there a strong enough case or does this look kind of like all of. Uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, attorney's attempts to slow things down or to obstruct where it's a waste of the court's time? Yeah, it's a great question. I do think the courts have held strong on, for example, all of the election challenges. They held strong when Judge Aileen Cannon literally abused her judicial authority. Not my opinion. That's what the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled. She abused her judicial authority and did an enormous favor for Donald Trump that the law did not allow. By and large, the federal courts have held fairly strong. Um, I have a feeling, though, this is probably slightly different than Trump and his lawyers filing frivolous federal suits or cases. Um, and, and here's what I predict will happen. Sort of much of what we saw in New York when, OK, there was a little bit of negotiating and ultimately, Alvin Bragg provided some information, you know, probably that had something to do with federal money, federal grants, federal funds that were being used by the New York District Attorney's Office, because that's actually a legitimate area for oversight. But we all know that's not what Jim Jordan is doing. Has Jim Jordan subpoenaed district attorneys from the other 49 states to find out how federal funds and grant money are being used? Of course not, because they're not prosecuting his political right. benefactor, right. Donald Trump. So this is as transparent 
as it gets. Okay. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Well, let's shift gears now and move over to Jack Smith. Now, what we have seen of Jack Smith and his cases is that most recently he is trying to present to Judge Chutkin, um, who is overseeing the January 6th case, um, a potential gag order for Donald Trump, who, let me just remark and say, that if Donald Trump were anybody else other than a person with the name Donald Trump, Donald Trump would be in jail. He has threatened judges. He has threatened law clerks. He has threatened uh, uh, jurors. Um, he has weaponized his social media platforms and put people in harm's way. There is no way that if he was not the former twice impeached president of the United States that he would be out right now. Um, so now here comes Jack Smith working to try and get uh, a gag order. Talk to us about this, because what we've seen is these limited gag orders, 
Um, Judge Engeron, if I, I feel like I, I may be butchering his name, uh, put one in place, not for himself, but after Donald Trump put posted the picture of his law clerk with uh, Chuck Schumer. So what do you what, what do you make of this? You know, it, it's about time somebody imposed a gag order on Donald Trump. But uh, and as much as I think in the moment we were all celebrating the fact that some judge stepped up and tried to protect somebody from Donald Trump's dangerous, indeed often deadly rhetoric by imposing a gag order. It, there was a momentary celebration there. But Danielle, it highlights the extreme injustice and the, the unequal, unequal application of the rule of law. And here's how. Donald Trump, as you just cataloged, has been endangering witnesses, grand jurors, prosecutors, judges, and all of their respective family members. And he's been doing it with impunity. But what happens when somebody close to a judge, somebody that a judge obviously feels very protective about, his law clerk, gets put in harm's way by a Donald Trump post instant gag order? Well, isn't it not? See, I, I'm not laying into Judge Engeron here because he did the right thing. But it highlights that if you're close to a judge, if a judge feels protective about you in particular, instant gag order, no motions and replies and oppositions right. and oral arguments and decisions and written snap gag order to protect somebody that the judge feels protective about. How about we feel protective regarding the witnesses Donald Trump is endangering every day and the jurors and the prosecutors and their family just the way Judge Engeron felt protective of his law clerk. And how about we use the rule of law as it was intended to be used and we gag Donald Trump from endangering all those other people who maybe aren't so close to the judge. You know, you can see that there's more injustice than there is justice right? in this snap gag order that was issued by Judge Engeron. But the silver lining, which I'm always looking for, and some ha sometimes it's peeking out behind the big dark cloud that is Donald Trump. The silver lining is I think this will make it even easier for Judge Chutkin on Monday. I'll be in the courtroom when this argument is held to impose a far more sweeping gag order. Because even after Jack Smith filed the motion with Judge Chutkin seeking a broader gag order, what did Donald Trump do? Said that one of the really compelling witnesses against him, General Mark Milley, should be executed. Danielle, if a defendant on release in four felony cases ever threatened a witness, that person would be in pretrial detention so fast it would make their head spin. And this is the continued failure of our institutions of government to take responsibility for a president, former president, who continues to try to kill our democracy. And I wish I had an explanation for why we are allowing it to go on. Because honestly, Glenn, I mean, I just want to remind folks, because you've talked about this for so many years on this show, but like you have prosecuted, you know, mob bosses, drug lords, you know, murderers. If any of those people involved in RICO cases that you've tried over the last 30 years 
did any of the things that Donald Trump has done, stated, said at rallies on social media, what would happen to that person? They would be in pretrial detention instantly because the standard to detain somebody pending trial, if they're on release in a federal felony case, is... Is there clear and convincing evidence that the person poses a danger to any person or to the community? The answer to that is a resounding yes. Donald Trump poses a danger to witnesses and judges and prosecutors and their family members and jurors and you name it. And so he, you know, anybody else, anybody else would be instantly detained pending trial. Not only that, he's also on pretrial release presently. And he has been violating the terms of his release with impunity. That's a reason to revoke his pretrial release separate and apart from whether he's a danger to the community and a flight risk. He is either unable or unwilling to abide by conditions of release. There are so many reasons to detain him pending trial, not the least of which is it will end up taking away his megaphone. It will bring the temperature of the country down. Mm -hmm. It will give... It will give the people some hope of a fair and impartial jury being impaneled to try the case against him, you know, and our system of government, our institutions refuse to take responsibility and do what the law really demands. They're just ignoring it. I mean, Glenn, is it the belief then that the risk of putting Donald Trump in pretrial detention is greater than letting him be free. Do you know it what I'm saying? It like- doesn't, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the risk is because here, and I agree with you that there are people who are taking extraneous factors, factors that have nothing to do with the law and the facts, extraneous factors. I, also, I often call it politics, but it's not really politics. Mm-hmm. It is perhaps, a, a, you know, national security. Like, won't people, you know, flood the won't his supporters flood the streets right, and start right, right, shooting? Right. Okay, here's the thing. That would be horrific. And I don't ever want to see that happen in America. But it doesn't matter because you do not make prosecutorial decisions based on extraneous factors. Because once you do, the rule of law means nothing because you're no longer applying it as it was intended to be applied. I'm not going to say I don't care if his supporters take up arms. I don't think they will because they are by and large weak and cowardly people. Yes, some of them are well armed, but I don't think they're going to put them in themselves in harm's way if Donald Trump is detained pending trial. But we are putting the nation in harm's way if we don't apply the law as it was intended to be applied and detain Donald Trump pending trial. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. With the couple of minutes that we have left, you're going to be in court uh, 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 come, come, come Monday. Uh, where Judge Chunkin will rule, right? Uh, I'm assuming on whether or not to impose a uh, a larger, more encompassing gag order. And she may not rule instantly. She okay. may listen to the arguments. She may take a couple of days, but she'll rule pretty promptly. So, what would that? Can can you just walk us through what would be included in that gag order, and then if broken, what would be what what would be the penalty? Yeah, I, I suspect, I obviously don't know right. how Judge Chutkin will fashion any restriction on Donald Trump's speech and posts, but I, I suspect it will be, you may not speak publicly or post publicly about witnesses, prosecutors, court or court staff, family members, um, in a way that could, could be perceived as threatening intimidating, harassing. And then she's going to have to fashion a number of restrictions to prevent him from infecting the jury pool, from continuing to flood the, you know, the airwaves and continue to spew into the public square disinformation that, you know, the people who are going to be jurors, they're absorbing it, they're hearing it, you know. And so she's going to have to find some creative way to, to limit Donald Trump's ability to poison the jury pool. And the other thing that was just taken up in a recent motion filed by Jack Smith is um, with respect to once the jurors come into the courtroom, the hundreds of them who are summoned into, you know, for jury selection, what Donald Trump may not do. For example, this is what Jack Smith just filed a motion regarding. They said, look, you can. Um, look at social media and look at any publicly available information. For example, if jurors are posting publicly things about themselves, but you can't contact them. You can't communicate with them. You can't friend them trying to draw more information out of them. And you can't have your cruddy associates like Roger Stone and Steve Bannon and these other knuckleheads. You can't have them friend them or communicate them with them as your surrogates, et cetera, et cetera. 
these are perilous times for jurors as much as yeah. for anybody else. So yeah. Judge Chutkin, who was up to the task, I used to try murder cases against her back in the day. Um, and I've been in her court more recently as she's presided over J6 cases. She's up to the task, um, but it's it's going to be challenging to fashion the kind of you know narrowly tailored restrictions on his speech and his posts that will accomplish all of this, but that won't run afoul of the First Amendment. Say all of this happens, Glenn. He violates, he violates it. He will violate. Then what? Well, Judge Chutkin, don't play. Okay. She will probably... Now, let me tell you, in my experience, I have had lots of people violate conditions that were set by the court, both pre-trial and like post-trial when they were in a probationary status. Judges ordinarily like to give a defendant one stern warning, a good finger wag, and and then says, if you do it again, here are the consequences, up to and including you will be revoked on release and you will be detained pending trial. And it, it and it's in that way, they basically put the keys to the jail cell in the defendant's hand and they warn them, if you violate the condition one more time, I will lock you up. Your freedom is in your hands, not mine. I would suspect, now there may be an interim money fine, which doesn't matter because he'll just grift, grift more money from his base right, to pay the right. fine. But I suspect that is the direction in which we're heading. And it's only a question of how quickly we get there. I do think, <laughs> I do think there's a very real possibility that Donald Trump will end up in a jail cell, not just after he is convicted and sentenced, but while he is pending trial. And last question for you, last, last question. The ordering of this actual trial happening, what are we looking at? Is it March? I forget. What, what is the March date? March 4th. Yeah, March 4th yeah. jury selection begins in D.C. Uh -huh. As of right now, May 20th is the trial date for the documents trial down in Florida, but Trump's lawyers have been yelling and screaming and whining about wanting to continue that. We will see if Trump appointee Judge Aileen Cannon caters and kowtows to Donald Trump and moves that trial date or holds fast with that May trial date. I don't think Judge Chutkin will move the March trial date. It might slip a couple of weeks if there are some exigent circumstances, but I think we're going to see a trial this winter into early spring, and that will result in Donald Trump's first criminal conviction. And we have Cheeseboro and Powell, and that is still slated for the end of this month. October 23rd, they begin jury selection, unless one or both of them plead guilty. Um, and then the question is, how many other defendants in that what started out as a 19 co-defendant yep. case, one pled guilty recently, and he will undoubtedly testify against Sidney Powell because they were charged with some crimes in common. Um, the question is how many more of these plea offers that we know uh, Fonnie Willis has extended to other defendants are accepted? How many defendants drop out, plead guilty, flip and cooperate, and how many are left to go to trial? All right. Well, Glenn, we will leave it there today and hopefully get back to you soon. Uh, to get a better sense as the month goes on and these the jury selection begins and chunking rules uh, to see where we land. And I hope it will land Donald Trump in prison. Let me just say that. But we appreciate you as always. Thanks, Danielle.
That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people. Power, get woke, and stay woke as fuck. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.